0: Hey guys, welcome to Fearless Living. I'm your host Jess and I'm grateful to all those who are listening today and I hope that everybody finds themselves well and healthy and safe. So have you ever realized that we are all hypocrites in one way or another and do you recognize your hypocritical ways in everyday situations or in certain subjects or conversations with those around you? Now, the reason why I bring this to today's episode is because I've really noticed the hypocrisy in a lot of my own actions and feelings, and I think that there's a level of consciousness and self-awareness that comes in recognizing those things, and we can all grow, and that's what um, everyday life is about, right? Just noticing things about yourself more and more, and then deciding whether you can change them or... Maybe you're not capable of changing them at this moment, but there have certainly been times where I have felt a certain way um, within a friendship or relationship, and I felt completely justified and valid in my feelings, which I was. And then when the tables are turned, I can feel violating for what what somebody else claims that they're going through within our friendship. And then that's when I have to stop feeling defensive or offended by something and recognize, hey, didn't I do that to them a few months ago? And specifically when it comes to other grander subjects, such as politics or religion, right? So take, for example... I won't get into politics. Take for example religion. I used to be a very religious person. I grew up in the Catholic Church. I um, did all of the um, did all of the steps, such as getting baptized and then being confirmed within the Catholic Church, and going to confessions, and you know, going to CCD every Sunday and reading about. Um, Catholicism and learning about it, and being around a group of kids my own age, and kind of going up the system and graduating one day of CCD, and going to church every Sunday with my mom, and always praying every single night with my mom. And when I when I grew up, I also befriended a Christian girl in my high school, and her and I became best friends. Um, We had the same name and everything. (laughs) And we would study the Bible together. And she brought me to her church and to her Bible study. And then I took a break from that. And then a a few years later, so rewind to, I would say... Maybe four years ago, so quite recently, I went to another friend 's Bible study, and she was also christ she is christian um, and she was very much into christianity i don 't know what her beliefs are now, um, but so i 've been to Bible study quite a few times in my life, and I think what was the turning point for me was really the end of college, which by the way, I went to a Catholic college by the end of college. I started to Kind of question a lot of things. I've I have always been the type of person to question many things, in religion and to be confused a lot um, with religion. I remember when I was like twelve or thirteen, I was trying to read the Bible by myself because I I wanted to have a greater understanding of it, and I couldn't really understand the text. Um, I remember I was sitting there holding this Bible in my parents' house, and it was this huge. Uh, I believe it was King James Version of the Bible. And I couldn't understand the text. And I remember feeling confused and, and saying to myself and thinking to myself, like, this is contradictory. A lot of things that are taught are contradictory. But nevertheless, I proceeded you know, in the religion and in the faith and um going to Christian churches and Catholic churches and kind of mingling with the two groups, even though there are differences between the two but i I definitely see more similarities than I do differences if anybody's listening to this and you are Catholic or Christian, maybe you notice more differences um than I do or would um, so that would be interesting but you know, I I continued on and I and I've definitely surrounded myself with people who are atheists or agnostic and I never I don't remember trying to convert those people, but what I do remember is always asking them, "Why are you atheist? Why are you agnostic?" and kind of wanting to pick their brain because I wanted to understand why is it that you're atheist? You know, I was coming from a place of curiosity. How did you reach that that atheist standpoint and perspective in your life? Why don't you believe? And I was always interested to hear why people don't believe. And so recently, you know, I've been on YouTube watching spiritual videos. Um, also, I I'm still somebody who does believe in a God, who does pray, who does... Believe in Jesus. I am still that person. It's very heavily ingrained in me, and I have a lot of peace with that. But I still am someone who is very curious about other religions. I've I've always been like that. And also very curious about an atheist's perspective. So there are two channels that I recommend um, people to listen to to kind of broaden their horizons and to broaden their perspectives. And these two guys are so well-spoken, very well-educated, and the way that they speak about why they are atheists is really compelling and it provides a lot of food for thought because I also think that just because you believe in a certain doctrine or dogma doesn't mean that you can't explore and see what else is out there and broaden your horizons because if you can kind of gobble up all different types of information, you would then be able to digest more of it and have a better understanding of other people's perspectives of other people's belief systems and what exists outside of that of your own, right? Because to just stay in your own lane your entire life is can provide a sense of nearsightedness and it's not it's not necessarily adding to your growth by just staying in your comfort zone and in your own lane. I think it's In my own benefit, I I should say, because I have to speak for myself, that I love learning about different religions, different spiritualities out there, different um, perspectives, uh, talking to people from different cultures and countries, and learning about people, learning about the backgrounds of people, religions, different um, ideologies, because it is in turn helping me to be more aware, to be better educated, and to broaden my own perspective once again. So the two guys that I would recommend is one of them was raised Catholic and he is from England, I believe. And his um, YouTube channel is Cosmic Skeptic. The other one is by the YouTube channel by the other one is Genetically Modified Skeptic. And he was raised Christian. I believe evangelical Christian. Now, I do have a lot of issues. Like I've said before, I found a lot of things to be controversial and contradictory within the Bible and within the church. So with that being said, um, I, I don't agree with everything that's taught in the church and in the Bible. I think a lot of it is allegory. Now, the thing, the reason why I love these channels is because, as I've mentioned, they do come from those backgrounds of um, Christianity and Catholicism, respectively, and they are both atheists, and they speak on why that is. Now, another reason why I have issue with religions is because if you. Studied different religions or know about different religions, um, no disrespect to anybody who's listening or to anything that you believe, but one thing that I can't get down with and that I disagree with is the amount of otherism that exists within religion. Um, the psychological and sometimes physical, unfortunately, and certainly emotional trauma that exists within the LGBTQ community due to their religious upbringing is and can be argued as a form of child abuse. So I think that's something to be cognizant of. I think it's also, um, another thing to be cognizant of is how the Bible speaks about women, right? Why are all the gospels written by men? The Gospel of Mary Magdalene was a lost gospel and um, they only recovered it fairly recently, and nobody really speaks on it that much. In the Bible, people have this perception of Mary Magdalene that she was a prostitute and a sinner and to not necessarily be listened to. But why is it that her gospel, and I'm sure many other gospels out there from different women, and certainly the gospel of Judas, which is really a interesting gospel if you Find the way that it was translated. If you go online or if you read about it, the way that they translated the Gospel of Judas really was um, thought provoking, uh, to say the least. But going back to Mary Magdalene, you know, why are those other Gospels not included in the Bible? Why is every single thing written from a man? Probably, or I I mean, not even probably, most likely, and I I guess I could say with certainty. a cis normative perspective and a um, a very straight type of quote-unquote white man perspective. Now, I can't necessarily say these people are white. I don't know what they looked like. And a lot of the evidence about those types of subjects in terms of like Jesus and what he looked like and all that, it has very much been skewed due to colonialism. But this this subject of misogyny and patriarchy and you know the otherism that exists against the LGBTQ community how so many times um you guys and by the way I just want to say once again I don't mean any of this to offend anybody who's listening but the things that I listen to and read from people who are christian specifically um it's very harmful towards the LGBTQ community, towards women. I know with me, I really struggled a lot when it comes to religion. I struggled a lot because, you know, I would, as I mentioned, I would go to these Bible studies and the things that I would learn about what it means to be a good woman, what it means to be a holy woman, a woman of God, very much like, you know, shut up and keep your legs closed. Like that was kind of the message in oh, so many words, right? Like I know that that's, that's not exactly what they say. But if you want to just boil it down to one simple sentence, that's kind of how the messages can be portrayed and taken. And that always bothered me because I always, I I want, I sought freedom. I sought freedom and I wanted to just live my life on my own terms. And I hated the idea of too many rules, you know, And, and the contradiction, once again, the Bible mentions the golden rule of, Treat others as you would have done unto you. But yet they speak of stoning people and, um, you know, being against gay people and even condoning such things as slavery. But if you were to turn the tables and think of yourself as, would I want those things done against me? The answer would most likely be no. So it is very contradictory. And going back to this idea of hypocrisy that I mentioned earlier in this episode, it is because online, while I'm looking through these videos, while I'm trying to broaden my perspective, and I'm, I'm clicking on these things simply out of curiosity, and because these people can, you know, help me um, maybe learn something new. You know, just being open-minded and learning something new. I've also come across many videos. I haven't clicked on them because I've just been utterly confused, but a lot of them speak about new ageism and law of attraction and how it is the work of demons and how it is evil and how people have gone from new ageism to Christianity and they've been saved and that their life has never been better. And of course, in the comment section, everybody is just clapping them on, applauding them, saying, Jesus loves you, and you're saved, and my testimony is the same as yours. Here's the thing, guys. Everybody is allowed to have their opinion, and we all have a right to our own opinion and our own belief systems. That's fine. But the thing that I really don't understand, and I guess once again, it has to do with perception, how one person digests the teachings of the Bible is different from another person and how they digest the teachings of the Bible. And the same can be said about new ageism, right? Like I'm right next to my bookcase right now. I have books from Eckhart Tolle, Gabrielle Bernstein, um, Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God, author, um, John Kabat-Zinn, all about mindfulness, Paulo Colegio, the alchemist, Dan Millman. Um, the seed of the soul, Ask and it is given. Power versus force, science and spiritual practices. Um, all of these, all of these things, all of these, um, these kind of New Agey type of books that I have because they speak on. They speak on spirituality. They speak on how everything's energy. They speak about this thing that I've spoken on my my podcast a lot about, which is law of attraction, spirituality, everything's energy, raising your vibration. Those are the type of things that they speak on. They also speak on how we as humans have more power than we give ourselves credit, right? And they also speak about just the spiritual nature of life and being one with life. And there's a lot of great messages that I have found in those books. Now, These videos that I'm coming across that are saying that new ageism and law of attraction is wrong and evil, I'm having such a hard time digesting that. Now, I don't necessarily have to agree with these people, certainly I don't, but the reason why I like to sit with it and let it marinate a little bit is because I may not agree with everybody out there, that's very unrealistic, but I can at the very least try my best to understand where they're coming from and put myself in their shoes. On one hand, I can see why Christianity and finding Jesus can bring about a lot of peace in their lives. On the other hand, I'm conflicted with their viewpoint of New Ageism, perhaps because as I've been in New Ageism, I've dabbled in it, I even took a Reiki course, but all of the books that I've read that were in the New Age category, and even the Reiki course, I my experiences with those things were not super woo-woo or really had to do with I don't know any sort of cult and I think that's that's how these people may have perceived it or maybe that was their experience with new ageism and this is exactly why I speak on hypocrisy because I've re- recognized that you know I can't necessarily go to see these channels and point my finger and criticize until the day is through about how unfounded these people's opinions are. Because at the end of the day, I believe what I believe and I would like for my belief system to be respected and left alone. So don't I have to do the same for them? And once again, if everybody has a different experience and opinion, then then I have to, at the very least, respect where they're coming from, respect what they're saying about their own individual experience with new ageism and why they believe that it's evil or wrong or of a demon or a devil. And um, the hypocrisy, I guess, would lie in believing that I'm right and that somebody else is wrong. Because if the tables are turned, I don't want anybody to tell me that I'm wrong and that they're right, you know. I think that once again, it goes back to respecting one another's individuality and experiences in this lifetime and understanding that different strokes for different folks, you know, not everything is for everyone and that is fine. I did want to mention my own experience with new ageism just a little bit more, which is that as I've mentioned, the books I've read, the Reiki course that I've taken, the, the People that I've met, I mean, really, I have done Reiki. Um, I've had Reiki done on me. I've performed Reiki for other people. I've also been to shamans. I've been into. I've been to psychics, and a lot of Latinos. That's like a thing within the Latino community. Um, is that as a Latino, you kind of grow up in this culture where they. A lot of Latinos believe in going to like an espiritita and that is a spiritualist and that is somebody who can kind of quote unquote see the future or tell you about yourself and tell you about things that you maybe need to pay attention about more and um, things like that. And so I grew up in that culture. And so, yeah, of course I've been to people like that. Of course I've been to psychics. Do I believe every single little thing that they say? Sometimes yes, but most times as I've grown older, I take it with a grain of salt and I recognize that I can't rely on the words of another person to tell me what I should do with my life, where I should go with my life, and the relationships in my life. I have to rely on myself because I am a co-creator, which by the way, the word co-creator, that's another thing I've been seeing a lot with people who are against new ageism. They say people in new ageism, they believe that they are God, that they are the ultimate creator. They're hypocritical. They're wrong. And they kind of bash new ageism and followers of new ageism. First of all, my experience with new ageism was totally not that. I never claimed to be God. But what I do claim is that God is within me because God created me. And therefore, if God created me, then God is within me. And that's always how I've seen my life even before I found New Ageism. And I believe that's something that even... I was taught in CCD that I was taught from the Bible is that you are from you are cut from the cloth of God and therefore God is within you God is within everything. And so I don't necessarily think that that's a supernatural type of belief more so it's just kind of I mean fact if you want to go along with the religiosity of it all then you can see how Take, for example, us as humans, we come from two humans. It takes two humans to create another human, right? So if I can sit here and say I have DNA for my mother and my father, and from a religious standpoint, you are saying that God is your father, then don't you have a piece of God within you? You may not be God. That's not something that I am claiming or that I think many New Agers claim. I think that what we're saying is hey look, our minds are more powerful than we give them credit for and that we have more control over things in our lives than we give ourselves credit for. Once again, once again going back to last week's episode about what I've learned in the course of well-being, which is that you know, of our happiness and our well-being is genetics, the 40% comes from our thoughts and our behaviors, and the 10% comes from life circumstances. So really, if 40% of your well-being and your happiness level comes from your thoughts and your behaviors, then that is proof in the pudding that our minds are very powerful. So, and this, and by the way, this has been said time and time again through different um, methods of of science and quantum physics, um, so it's not something I'm lying about or something that's fake. Another thing that I've heard is that, um, you know, one of my friends who is Christian back in the day, she sent me this video about how a New Ager renounced New Ageism and came to Jesus, and it was about his. Renouncing of New Ageism and his story. I listened to it for a little while, and he spoke about how New Ageism believes in the Lost City of Atlantis, and he was talking about all these things and why it's like witchcraft and from demons and the devil. And I just was so confused because I don't even know really where the Lost City of Atlantis came from. Um, I have never studied something like that. I have never honored or worshipped anything like that. And I never even heard of that being like the history of New Ageism. I always thought that New Ageism came from like the Hay House days, you know, Louise Hay, um, you can heal your life, you can heal your body, mirror work, like Louise, Louise Hay, I feel like is really kind of like the forefounder of New Ageism. I could be wrong, but that's how I've always seen New Ageism is like, oh yeah, it starts with Louise Hay and then you have, um, and then that's when you have Eckhart Tolle, and you have all of these other people who took part in Tayhouse publication. Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who is a psychologist and a teacher, or who was, I'm sorry. And so, you know, you have all these people who are speaking about the mind. And once again, my experience, even with Reiki, was very much psychological it had a lot to do with psychology. I feel that new ages, new ageism has a lot to do with psychology. I don't think it's tricking yourself into happiness or anything like that. That's not how I digest it. But how it translates to me is like, Basically, you just have a body of work that is telling you, hey, maybe you're more in control of this thing called life than you may think you are. Maybe you have more control than you give yourself credit for. Maybe you can make things happen in your life, and not everything is just up to life circumstance. Life doesn't necessarily happen to you. It can happen for you. And that's how I see New Ageism. Asking it is given, that is a little bit more woo-woo because you have Abraham Hicks. And Esther Hicks kind of translates and... Um, is somewhat of a medium for this universal body of energy whom she calls Abraham. And she channels that energy. And that's how she is able to answer people's questions, write books, speak to people about energy, about law of attraction. So maybe something like that, you can consider a little bit woo-woo, but from a demon, from the devil, like, You guys, I'm so confused. Um, Once again, I'm trying my best to not be hypocritical. And I want to understand where these people are coming from in saying this. But I think at the end of the day, we like I've mentioned before, we are all allowed to have our opinions. We all have different experiences. We are all individuals and everything belongs, as I suppose Richard Rohr would say, who I guess is another quote unquote new age author. Actually, I don't know if he's new age because he is Christian and he speaks a lot about Jesus and Christ consciousness. And he's you know, a wonderful writer, very, very well spoken, well educated. And the way that he comes at these sorts of conversations is a man is in a manner that's very peaceful and respectful. So um you know, even by the way, I'm I just looked at another book that I have on my bookshelf, which is A Course in Miracles. I think that's probably like the ultimate new ageism Bible. <laughs> like, I mean, because A Course in Miracles is by this woman who claimed that she channeled Jesus. And she was claiming this because she was receiving these messages, I guess it's somewhat similar to conversations with God, because Neil Donald Walsh said the same exact thing, that he felt like God was, that he was channeling God and that he was writing free form and couldn't stop. And he claims that it was God and that's how conversations with God was started. So A Course in Miracles is similar to that in that this woman was channeling quote unquote Jesus and she wrote everything down and but the entire course, I mean, if you guys read I haven't read it yet. I've just had it kind of sitting on my bookshelf for years now because it takes an entire year to meditate on the lessons within A Course in Miracles. But I've heard it's changed so many people's lives for the better. It has a lot to do with forgiveness and love and seeing life and people, places and things through the eyes of love rather than the eyes of fear. And I really think a lot of the messages within these new ageism type of books are very similar to what Jesus himself preached in the New Testament. It was all about love and loving your neighbor and being kind to people. Jesus would create miracles for other people, whether he believed that they were a sinner or an, or not he would create those miracles he would create healings on other people some people in the new age community believe that Jesus was the ultimate shaman he was so in touch with his consciousness with his high vibration that that's how he was able to create miracles for other people to begin with that's why he was so calm and peaceful and loving or so we think that's what we have been taught about him right so i think the messages there's a lot more similarities than there are Not, And that's why I think that there is room for both of them to coexist. Now, I I guess if you're a Christian or a Catholic or any other type of organized religion, if you partake in those things, you could say, no, Jess, there is no room for... um, these two things to coexist because there are far more differences and hypocrisies and controversial points than there are similarities. But I really want to make the argument that there's more similarities than there are differences. And there's a part of me that's just like, oh man, can't we all just get along? You know, (laughs) like you want to think about things like that. Like why can't we all just understand one another's perspective? And I guess maybe that speaks to the fact that that's the beauty of life. The beauty of life is that there is contrast, that there is differences, that there is always somebody's somebody's perspective and viewpoint and experience can be vastly different than your own, even if you experience the same exact type of day. Their viewpoint, and as David Foster Wallace would say, their world, their skull-shaped world, and how they view things from that skull-shaped world will be different from how you view things and experience things in your own skull-shaped world. So, trying to not be hypocritical here, but I I think there's a lot of hypocrisy that exists. And I think that's why religion and philosophies and spirituality fascinate me and have always fascinated me. Because... Unfortunately, there exists this division and many divisions. Um, It's, you know, if you are Christian, you believe in Jesus and you believe that anybody who does not believe and follow Jesus is going to go to this place called hell. And you would um, look down almost on Jewish people and Hindus and um, Muslims and um, even Catholics because you believe that other religions are less than that of Christianity, less than that of Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Um, But those other religions would say the same thing about Christianity. Just because you believe in Jesus doesn't mean that there are not huge, disturbing, and damaging psychological and mental and emotional effects of Christianity. Now, once again, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God, but I have my own relationship with God and with Jesus and with my own spirituality. It's mine and mine alone, as Russell Brand would say. And I think also, you guys, as if, if you are Christian and you're listening to this, I hope that you are um, taking what I say and just, just Try and step back a little bit and understand what i 'm saying i 'm not trying to be offensive, but what I am saying is that if you can if you can look at other religions and claim that their other religions are bad because they don't follow the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, think about would you want somebody to say that to you? Would you want somebody to make you feel like dirt because your beliefs are different from theirs? Would you want somebody to go around making videos and all of this other stuff about how wrong your religion is and about how you're going to hell? And I think, unfortunately, I've had experiences with many Christians who speak that narrative, who live that narrative of, hey, I'm Christian, I believe in Jesus, so I'm going to hell and you're going to... I'm sorry, you're going. I'm going to heaven and you're going to hell. <laughs> and that sort of division that takes place is really disheartening to me. So if you could just think to yourself, would you want somebody to preach to you all up and down the day about how you're going to hell because of your belief systems? And maybe in thinking about how you would like to be treated, it can create more space for the differences that do exist in humanity. Just because there are differences doesn't mean that there needs to be division. Um, At least that's what I feel. And I think, unfortunately, with religions, I see so much division. I see a lot of it being that people in different religions just look down on other people. And I'm kind of wondering to myself, can we all just sit at one big table with one another and discuss our beliefs and have respect for one another and say, you know, I don't agree with you, um, but I at the very least respect you as a human and your right to your opinion and your right to your experience. And to kind of have peace with that, rather than constantly forcing our beliefs and our will onto other people. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. And, you know, I think maybe I'll create other episodes on religion because there's a lot to unpack here. I've always been fascinated with it from the beginning. And, um, and yeah, so I think it's just really... Not a bad thing to listen to other people, to understand where they're coming from, what their upbringings were. If you find somebody who is an atheist, there's no harm in asking them, why are you an atheist? Try to understand their viewpoint. Try to understand what they're saying. Maybe they'll tell you something that will kind of get your wheels turning, not in a bad way that will make you renounce your religion, but in a way that will help you to understand humanity as a whole and the differences that other people have and different experiences once again there are there are a lot of people who have been damaged by the church, and i won 't necessarily say I am one hundred percent one of them, but I will say i 've certainly had my i 've certainly had many things in my life that I had to grapple with and kind of like created a mind fuck for me because I followed in Christianity and Catholicism for so long, and kind of rewriting certain narratives for myself, was really tough. And coming to grips with certain things and creating new belief systems for myself was really tough, and finding new ageism is not something that i find to be supernatural or something that has to do with like the lost city of atlantis or with speaking to different beings in different dimensions like i don't do those things and if you do those things cool good for you i'm just saying that i have never gotten around to doing those things um but you know my experience with new ageism has provided so much more freedom for me than i felt when i was going to church every sunday and reading the bible and you know being in these christian bible study groups. And I'm up to change. I'm open to the idea that there exists infinite possibilities in this universe and that maybe one day I'll go back to Christianity and I'll listen to this episode and I'll say to myself, you know, Jess, things have changed and now you're a Christian and, you know, now you read the Bible every day. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. (laughs) I have no clue. But what I will say is that as of right now, I think It is in our best interest to listen to one another and to have calm, gentle, but yet informative conversations with one another about our differing experiences when it comes to spirituality and religion. And really this whole, you know, pointing your finger and looking down at somebody else because they don't believe in Jesus or they don't follow your religion, um, whether it's Jesus or Muhammad or whether you're Jewish and you don't believe that you know, your profit has come yet, whatever it is, um, really this whole looking down at somebody else is really more harmful than it is hurtful. And I think that's what I'm trying to say with hypocrisy is that really, would you like it to be done to you? And if the answer is no, you're being a hypocrite because, and by the way, even, even taking this this idea and this, this example of religiosity into another area of your life, if, if you're looking down at somebody else for their belief system, but yet you feel that other people look down at you maybe for the way that you dress or maybe for the way that you speak, maybe for the friendships that you have, or maybe for your education, do you think about how crappy that feels? Think about how crappy it feels when other people look down on you. What if you have anxiety and depression and people don't understand you and they constantly like, you know, don't really take the time to understand or listen, or they disrespect your space and your boundaries, even though you have anxiety. Think about how crappy that feels about any of those other examples that I've provided. And you think about that. And then you say to yourself, oh yeah, but I too am also looking down at somebody else in a different subject. And that subject just may be religion, belief systems, and spirituality. So that's it for today, guys. I just wanted to share that. And I know that this was a very long rant and an episode that kind of had all of my points jumbled around altogether. And I'll probably do more episodes on religion and spirituality simply because I'm fascinated by it. But you know, if you have anything to add or anything that you want to speak on or anything that you can even help me understand further, then drop a line somewhere. I don't know exactly how anchor works when it comes to listening to somebody's podcast and, um, you know, connecting with them, but where there's a will, there's a way. So I love you guys and thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye.